How many of you are hungry and are thirsty for God? I said, how many of you, you are really, really hungry and you are thirsty for the Lord? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. They shall be filled. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. As long as you are filled, you will go empty-handed. Hannah prophesied and said, you have sent those who are filled empty-handed. But the barren woman you have filled and satisfied. As long as you are filled, as long as you are okay, you will go back the same. But those who are hungry and thirsty, those who are longing for something, God will satisfy that hunger for you. Blessed indeed are those who hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. I am hungry and thirsty. Amen. Amen. You see, if you are hungry, how many of you have been really been hungry before where you wanted food desperately? When you were very, very hungry, everything became what? Nothing what? Satisfied you. I am talking about a hunger that is so strong on you for the Lord, for the day of his power, that everything else doesn't mean anything to you. Except to be filled and be visited from on high. That is what some of us are longing for. And I pray that as I share with you in the next few minutes, um, the Lord will, will intensify that hunger in you, that thirst in you. I will not be able to finish, so I will talk to you. Say, the pastor will talk to you. I'm not really going to tea, but I'm going to speak to you a few things. Turn with me. I'm going to use the same scripture that we are using this year, Psalm 110, verse 3. Psalm 110, and verse 3. Yesterday, Bishop expounded a bit on it and uh, set the tone for the rest of the camp. Verse 3 says this, Psalm 110. In the day of your power, your people shall be willing. That is just what I want to talk on. One version says, your people will volunteer freely in the day of your power. In the day of your power, people shall be willing. How many of you know that the state of the church is not pleasant? It's not a good thing. It's not glorious. Oh, are you here? Those of you who are saying you are hungry should have shouted yes. You see, the, the hunger should permeate everything that the state in which you are in. I'm saying that the present state of the church is not what it's supposed to be that we read in the New Testament. You see, if you are satisfied, then what I'm saying, you won't understand it. When the church glorifies in anything else but the power of God, by the Lord Jesus Christ, then you know something is wrong. When the church glorifies in their budgets, their buildings, their programs, their entertainment, they know something is wrong. Because in the early church, they glory in only one thing. The Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Like I think Pastor Joe mentioned yesterday that uh, he, one Christian cut their eye at somebody. Am, am I correct? And uh, he was so surprised and shocked. Nowadays, these things doesn't matter to a lot of Christians. There's something wrong. The injunctions of the scriptures are set aside. You know, the Bible even says that if certain people live a certain way, we shouldn't even work with them as Christians. Nowadays, those scriptures seem to now what? Operate now. Oh, the place is very quiet. <laughs> we, now we have a cultural Christianity. We don't have the rare thing. Christianity has become a form, but we have denied the power thereof. Anybody who really reads the Bible will know that what we are existing in and what we read in the Bible are very far what? Apart. And that should create a concern to you and I that God, something is not what? Right. And God has to do something about the situation. But he said, if I withhold and I made the heavens brass, when things are not happening, it's because I, the Lord, I have done it. For the sins of my people has become a blockage. For my hand is not short that it cannot save. Neither is my ear deaf that what I cannot hear. But the sins of my people has what blocked me. So if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from above. Then I will hear their prayers and I will heal the land. Where are those who are crying and mourning for the sins of the church? Forget even about the world now. We're talking about inside. Today in the church, there's rampant what? Divorce. Idolization of personalities, of denominations, of everything else, but the longing for the true power of God. Me, I'm fed up and I'm tired. Same old, same old. Doesn't satisfy. Nothing satisfies. At times, I don't even want any human company anymore. There's a hunger and a thirst for the true world, living God. Do, do human beings satisfy you? You mean by the time you leave, you are so hungry. There's an emptiness that is still left inside of you. Only God can fill that void. Only God can satisfy that hunger in us. There's no rare joy and peace. How many of you know that you don't find people with rare joy and peace? I think Pastor Joe mentioned yesterday, when you go, the way people even worship, to lift hands is a burden. Are we here? To praise God what? Unreservedly. Something is wrong. Oh, am I speaking Greek or Hebrew here? I'm telling you the raw truth. Something is wrong with the body of Christ. Something is wrong with us. We have replaced the power of the Holy Ghost with all manner of things. And it's still not working. And we are stressed, depressed, and down, including the pastors. Because nobody wants to cry out to God and lie on their face and lament in anguish and say, God, unless you move, we cannot do nothing. Nobody is willing to pay that price. 
We run from conference to conference and we are still not satisfied. We read books and we apply and the thing is still not working. And the believers, since they get money, but they are so what? Unsatisfied. They are not happy. Something is wrong. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that something is very, very wrong. It was like in the days of Hagar. When they were sent back to rebuild the temple, they faced opposition and they stopped building the temple. For 15 years, the house of God was neglected. And every man went about planting their own houses. And God sent the prophet Haggai and told the people, Is it time to build your houses? Is it time to live in your panel houses? Is it time to plant vineyards for yourself? And my house is lying in ruins. Consider your ways. Therefore you get much, but I blow upon it, not the devil. Consider your ways, church. And then he goes on to say, when he spoke, Zerubbabel and Joshua the priest, they heard it and the Bible said they obeyed. Then the day of the spirit of the Lord moved over the people and they arose within 24 days and then they built the temple and God promised blessing. How many of us are passionate for the house of the Lord? How many of us are hungering for Jesus to be seen in our homes, in our communities? How hungry are you as an individual to be a career of the living God? Is it time to pursue your own agenda instead of the kingdom of God? There is no peace. I think Jeremiah said, they said peace, peace, peace. But there is no peace. There is no red joy. Our gathering together. The centrality of Jesus most of the time, you don't see it. Something is wrong. And the Bible says, in the day of your power, your people shall be willing. Which means, the day of God's influence and strength, a supernatural force will come upon the people. Once, once they were not willing, they will, out of the abundance of their own heart, begin to flow with the Lord. I tell you, no amount of preaching, no amount of talk or song can do this. It is only the Holy Spirit that can do this work. And Pastor Joe mentioned it. You, we have to pay a price. You know, there are two ways of revival. There's a revival of an individual who is a career, or a revival of a whole community of people. You have to decide which one. And I think you see, I'm just repeating some of the things that Bishop said. That you have to design. I will be a career because if you wait on the crowd, you'll be waiting till we bury you. You have to design. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me, I will yearn. If it's 10 years, I will cry and I will see the glory of the Lord. Even if it's one week, that is what I want before I die. Because what it will take the Lord one day to do, it may give you 50 years, you cannot do it. One day after the power had come upon the apostles, one preaching, 3,000 got saved. You and I can live our whole life and not get 3,000 saved. One day. Few days later, they preach again and 5,000 got saved. The power was so glorious, the prison doors were opening. They turned the whole world upside down. 
because of the Holy Spirit. He said, tarry ye in Jerusalem. Don't go anywhere. Don't do any activity. Don't do any program till the power from on high comes and envelops you. Then you shall become my true witnesses. Then you will do wonders. Then you will turn the world upside down. The church has become a mockery. They laugh at us on the comedies in the, on the TV shows. They can't even mock on the Muslims. But the church has become the butt of all kinds of jokes. And my people are sitting down satisfied, wanting pay increase, wanting this house, wanting this sin. But I tell you, if we will seek the Lord, all these things shall be added. In fact, one of the words for the word power in uh, Psalm 110 verse 3 is this, wealth. In the day of his wealth, everything that we need and require shall be supplied from above. But as long as you and I are satisfied, because a person who is satisfied don't need anything. If you are full of food, like Pastor Joe said, he went round two on Thursday. <laughs> After the first, <laughs> but this is prophetic round two for the spirit. Hallelujah. <laughs> if you are satisfied, then there's no, if you are satisfied and I'm bringing you something, you will not appreciate it. That is why God is waiting till we can really what? Appreciate his power and glory. Look, God wants to revive more than you and I want to. God wants to save the world more. What, what are you talking about? That we want it more than God? You must be joking. God wants to save people, turn communities around, bless his people more than you and I can even imagine in our wildest dream. God wants that. But it is my people who are called by my name. Who will not want to humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and cry to me with prayer and fasting. Then I can visit them. Because when we do that, the blessing will not choke us. You see, in our state in which we are in, God will to bless us to what? Choke us. I've been a pastor for years. A lot of people have been blessed, and the blessing has what? Choked them. Has destroyed their lives. The blessing of the Lord. By the way, one of the most dangerous places to be in is when God blesses you. The most dangerous place for a Christian is when God blesses and promotes you. That's the most dangerous place to be. It's not when you are in your poverty and things are not working. Because when you are in that state, you're always what, running to what? God. But when the blessing begins to flow, like it happened to the Israelites, when their neck got fat. <laughs> it's in the Bible in Isaiah. They forgot Deuteronomy. They for, chapter 8. They forgot the Lord. And the Lord warned them. When I bless you, when I increase you, you shall not forget. For it is I, the Lord, who gave you power to make wealth. Are you here? The church is full of carnality. I'm including myself, by the way. I'm not preaching. I'm including myself. My repentance is more than your repentance. You have no idea. I went to a retreat about maybe four weeks ago or five weeks ago. For two days, I couldn't even speak. I was reading about revivals and the demands of it. I couldn't talk. I said, God, I can't. Because the problem was the, was the self. And self cannot cast away self. So I felt so helpless. I said, God, then how? I'm not joking. I couldn't talk. 
at first so hopeless and helpless. And then all the revelation was that if you are willing and obedient, whatever I tell you, if you begin, I, the Lord, myself, I will remove self and put self and I will sit on the throne. Because your own self cannot cast out self. It will never do it. And then there was a ray of hope. I was so depressed for two days. I mean, you have no idea. Repenting of all my sins. I said, God, uproot self from me. Kill self. You know, self is your worst enemy. Yourself. And it's so subtle, eh? Even when the devil is working on yourself, and you don't even realize that self is being worked upon by Satan. If we are going to see the day of his power, self will be dethroned. Especially if you are going to be a career. You see, not everybody is going to be, let me explain to you, you know, there have been revivals where individuals are the careers. If you take the D.L. Moody, the Finney's, and so, they, everywhere they went, eh, they had such power that they influence. But there's revival where a whole church or a whole community is what? Just set on fire like that. Me, I cannot wait on the church. Just what in case the church doesn't want to pray? When we're... <laughs> When we were praying for 21 days and fasting, eh? Life center. And then the night, the last night of the prayer and fasting, eh? We had a half night. Yeah, the last night. Almost nobody turned up. And I said, we are in trouble. We are in big trouble. I nearly said a certain word. <laughs> I said, this is a typical picture of the setting which we are in. If you've been fasting 21 days, wouldn't your whole being be spiritual? Wouldn't your whole focus be spiritual? It means that the thing was just mumbo-jumbo fasting and prayer. Oh, Lord, have mercy on us. I'm telling you, I'm the pastor of the church. It's just going through religious... Look, if you are truly fasting about something for 20... Your whole being should be what? Captivated by the thing after 21 days. And not be living your normal life. That is why we are not seeing the day of his power. Because other things are satisfying people more than they are longing for their power. And as long as we are filled with other things, television, my husband, my wife, my children, God is saying, have it your own way then. When you are ready, you come to me. I'm forever ready. Yes. We need a move. How many of you are not tired? Oh, same old, same old. Even when you're going to church, you the pastor and say, you are bored. <laughs> you don't want to go to church. <laughs> As the pastor, when they think they'll tell you the truth. <laughs> you are just going to the rigmarole. Something is wrong. Pastors cannot even rebuke today. Paul said, rebuke, reprove. With all along, but today we can't even rebuke. Lest the person will not give tithe anymore. That should tell you something is wrong. Something is wrong. So it's our own human statistics, our whole human strategy, our own human schemes that is ruling. Not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. When Mary was told, you shall give birth. To a child in your virginity. And she said, how can these things be? And Gabriel said, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, he shall come upon you. The power of the Most High. 
That is what we need. If you want to give birth to supernatural things, virgins giving birth, mighty moves, it is the Holy Spirit. Blessed are those who are hungry and they are thirsting. They shall be filled. Blessed are those who are mourning. They are in anguish. Oh God, look at the state of your church. God, do something. They shall be comforted. But not dissatisfied. It takes God's spirit. God, before God anointed Moses, he tried in his own strength. And it what? Failed. When God visited him, he was a different man. He was like a god to Pharaoh. He was able to deliver the Israelites because the anointing was upon him. When God was with Joshua, he was able to conquer the land of the Canaanites. When the anointing was upon Nehemiah, he was able to obtain favor and influence people to rebuild the walls that were broken down in Jerusalem. It is the Holy Spirit. The Paul's the apostles, the early church, what made the difference, not the acts of the apostles, is the acts of the Holy Spirit, the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. And they turned, nobody's turned the whole world upside down. They were able to withstand the might of the Roman Empire. Everywhere they went, ordinary Christians, Is God dead? So why are we not seeing the same things today? You can give all kinds of reasons. We are not living in the day of his power. And all kinds of you know, crazy things people say. And the thing is not working. Is it working for you? We struggle. Pastors. Ministers. We are the ones who should repent first. And lie on our faces for days, crying to God. Hello, Latin Pastor Joe mentioned something. Fathers in your homes, all the chaos in your home. It is time you lie on your face and pray till your family is totally what delivered. But as long as you know psychology 101, you tried it and it's not what. You know, you cancel, you, you cancel people and cancel people, and the thing is, you know what? Working. The only person who can change a person and a change a community is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Acts that the people, out of their own will, committed themselves to the apostles' what? doctrine and to prayer. Nobody told them. No force. In the day of your power, your people shall be willing. Nobody told them to give offering. The thing was flowing. There is a force, a supernatural influence that comes upon a man or a woman that enables them to do great things. Like upon Samson. Upon Paul. That is what I long for. That is all that I long for. To be possessed from head to toe. Every cell and tissue in my being pulsating with the life of God. But before that can happen, I must die. Paul said, I die daily. 
It is no more I that live, but Christ liveth in me. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Those scriptures must become real in our lives. Then there is no telling what God will do in you and me. God can release the power unlimited. Cripples will walk. So tight, you see, there are certain people. You now I, I was meditating. Do you know that even at times, for the society we live in, even this United Kingdom and Europe, at times, do you know that the miracles may not turn their heads? Because they are satisfied. You, they've got money more than you. <laughs> what are you going to give them? Some of them are even having happy marriages than Christians. So what do you going to offer? They don't even think about you. They don't believe in the Bible. So what I know can change them. Two things. Either a supernatural influence like the Wesley's time. Where the power of God can fall on the people. Who even don't want to be converted will be converted. Yes. Or God will send a calamity. Say calamity. Oh, calamity is very good. It is the mercy of God to save some. Yes. Let's all go to hell. God is God of love, my friend. <laughs> Check the scriptures. What he did to his own people. Bible says we learn from this. Go and ask the northern kingdom, the south, when he took them to Babylon, to Assyria, to discipline them out of his love. Lest all of them be what? Consumed. What turned people to Christ? Is the Holy Spirit. How are you hungry for the Holy Ghost? People are hungry for all manner of things, Bishop. All manner. And especially as the pastors. You want a big church? You want the days? You want this? It is the Holy Ghost. I was meditating, thinking, you see, the, today pastors boast, you know, my building dead free. What kind of nonsense is that? And all the people in it are heathens, sitting there, thousands of people. Uh, let me tell you how it works. <laughs> one day, T.D. Jake's uh, daughter, one of his daughters, was preaching. And he says, no, she used to be, I think, Sunday school head. I said, I know when my father is not preaching, even though I've not been to the main service. He said, when the service starts, within 15 minutes, a lot of the guys will come for their children and go home because his father was not what? Preaching. That is the kind of thing I'm telling you about. We need the holy, we need proper conviction. Where people are, conv are convicted, it's a proper one. No pseudo conversion. They come to the front, I give my life to Christ. Next week, you can't see them. What kind of thing is that? Oh, I, am I, are you here? I don't believe in that nonsense. They are not saved. It's pseudo. It's emotion. It's not the power of the, when the Holy Ghost grabs you, my friend. They themselves will be running to church the following day. That is what we need. But those things is hard work on the knees and self-sacrifice to see those kind of works of the Holy Ghost. So we play nice music. To just set the atmosphere for them to come. Just as I am without one plea, by the blood was shed for me. 
Blessed assurance. There is room at the cross for you. And the person feels emotion. When they go, when they go, I said, the devil is waiting for them. Because. <laughs> you are laughing, eh? <laughs> Listen to me. All of us. You see, after the preaching, Pastor Joe preached in the word of God. Do you know, immediately you go out, the devil is waiting there. That's why you forget everything he's taught immediately and you go and friend that around. And play and let the thing, the grace go. Yeah, it happens to us all the time. The devil says, okay, I don't mind. Let them listen while they are here. But I'll wait for them outside there. I'll let them go and play games and they'll forget about me. Oh, yes. Instead of going to your room and saying, Father, this year, there must be change in my life. Look, Satan is a master trickster. Don't, don't mess with him. He's a master. He is skilled in the art of deception. Are you here? There must be a cry and a yearning in our spirit to see the day of his power. What will make us relevant is not our programs, not our social action, but the fire of the Holy Ghost. I don't remember the early church having those sins, but they changed the whole world, Bishop. Are we smarter than the Holy Ghost? Because at times in our social action, unbelievers are doing better than us. So that should tell you that is not the answer. The answer is the power of the Holy Ghost. You will stand at your workplace, you will talk once, and your boss will kneel and say, I want to be saved. That's what I'm talking about. And they will follow you to church. And you see your boss, big man, with his big belly, dancing and rolling on the floor for Jesus. Yes. Yes. I know you, you want the fire. Is it Nicholas? Come here, come. I just prayed and I saw this man want the fire. Control that thing. You want the fire. I sent something. God will visit you. God will visit you. In a very amazing way. It will shock you yourself. Don't let that hunger die. Don't let that yearning die. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you that you don't amount to nothing. You will become great. You will become great. Lift your hands to the Lord. I want you to pray for him. I want you to pray for this young man. The Lord will visit you. The Lord will visit you. Your heart yearning and your heart cry. The Lord will fulfill it. It's maybe a prototype to some of you sitting there. The Lord will do the same thing for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, as you have unveiled that which you want to do in this man's life, Lord, keep him and preserve him. And help him, Lord, to fulfill this destiny. In the name of Jesus, what of all the plans of the enemy? Fight against the adversaries that will try to sidetrack him. In the name of Jesus, help him, O oh God, touch his life. Increase him, Lord. Let there be a burning in his heart to see the glory of God. Let that burning soul become so fiery that it consumes him. In the name of Jesus. I don't know. But God has a special heart for you. This morning, early this morning, your name came so strong. God has heard your cry. But the enemy 
will always try to abort the purposes of God in your life. So be very careful and stay on the right track. The Lord will not disappoint you. He will not disappoint you. The Lord will put great laughter in your mouth. Bible says you shall see the travail of your soul and you shall be satisfied. Keep on keeping on. God bless you. Amen. In the day, even Jesus himself, for 30 years, he could do nothing. 30 years, the man was living as a nice, good carpenter. Nobody heard of him. Doing nice tables, chairs, and coffins. <laughs> but, <laughs> the day John the Baptist saw him, <laughs> I said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And he came to him and said, I must be baptized. And John said, no, no, you are greater than me. He said, no, 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 no. All righteousness must be what? Be fulfilled. The Bible says when Jesus was coming out of the water, he was praying. And the heavens opened. And the Holy Spirit, say the Holy Spirit. <laughs> like a dove descended upon him. Boom. And then he went to Nazareth where it was given to him the book of Isaiah. Where he read the spirit of the Lord. Sorry, he went to the wilderness first. He was tempted. That's all you and I will go through. The self, all the things that will try and become a hindrance to his ministry was smashed. So when you are fasting and praying, don't think things are not working. God is dealing with you and me, usually. For, as for the devil, I say forget about him. When God's power comes upon you, what force can stop it? What enemy can resist the Holy Ghost? They can't. They will fail. It is you and I. Our problem is with God. He, he conquered self. He conquered self-aggrandization, popularity, and fame. He conquered all of those things. And then he came in the power, the day of his power. Say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me now. Action time. <laughs> Action time has come. He cleansed the leper, healed the sick. And I like this. The Bible says, and the multitude, Bishop, the multitudes followed him. Why will multitudes follow you? Because you got something that they need. And it is the Holy Ghost. If you want multitude, get the Holy Ghost. If you want multitudes to follow you, it is the Holy Try all the scheming, my friend. You are wasting your energy and your money. You better spend your money to go on retreat and pray. A lot of people go on holidays, going this holiday, that holiday. When they ask, have you been to any retreat? They say no. I say, you're a joker. You see? <laughs> if, <laughs> or you're not hungry. If you're hungry, eh, the first and foremost thing you will do is to go on retreat and seek God. I'm talking about, this message is not for everybody. I'm, I'm talking to only those who are hungry and thirsty. And I will carry on at my next session in the room eight or so. Those who are hungry, you come there. Those who want that and you go. <laughs> but I, I only, look, at times I'm very, you want only people who are what? Hungry. At times you tell us, I want to pray with people who are just hungry. You check all the revivalists, all the Muslims, all those people, they only company with a certain kind of, as for ministry, we we'll do ministry for you, but to company, you need a certain kind of people to keep the fire what? Burning. Yeah. Because you know the fire can quench. If I had time, I'd have gone. My time is up. You know the devil even will resist the move of God. He has done it throughout the ages. Look at the Methodist church today. 
Look at the, all the churches today. The denomination, the church of Pentecost. All the, look at what is happening today. Because every move of God, Satan will what? Will fight it. If you don't have the right things in place, you can lose it. You know nothing is permanent in this world. But for me, I want to experience God before I die. I want to, I, I always, God, I beg you. Whatever you need to do, I know it may not be pleasant or nice, but just do it. I beg you, please. Even if it is one week, I want to do that fullness of your will and die and come and see you. I'm fed that we say, what is, what is life? Marry, get a house, a nice car, die, and they bury you. Is that life? <laughs> that is not life, my friend. It is to do the will of him who sent you and saved you for a purpose. For this purpose, I came into the world. For this purpose, God saved you and I. Everything else is what? Just uh, top up, you know, different things God gives to us. They should not become the main thing. Are we here? So those people who are hungry and thirsty, they are the people I like because we fire each other up. Hallelujah. And I want to see the glory of God. I don't know about it. I want to see. I want to, like Pastor Joe was saying, I want to just move because we have so many prophetic words, Bishop. We just move and our shadows is casting devils out. But the thing is not happening. <laughs> because maybe if that's happened last year, the pride. Hey, look at me now. I am the next whatever. <laughs> so God said, you are not ready. No, 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 no. <laughs> I need to deal with certain issues in your life. Break you. So you become like a, oh, I'll be reading the story. I think I was talking to Martin. And then we were chatting. Then he said he's read this book. I said, wonderful. I like it. I said, what is the book? Send it to me. He bought it and I started reading it. You should read the story of the man called Rich Howell. A Welsh revivalist. Oh, it's amazing. Powerful. You should see how God deals with him. Oh, it's wonderful. I say it's wonderful. One day God told him, I want you to, because he had a friend. My time is up. Let's stand and let's close. If you want more, come to that place. I'll tell you more stories. <laughs> we have to be under the law. So I want you to talk to God. Say, God, listen to me. Say, you may not have the hunger. Don't worry. Just ask God, God, please make me hungry and thirsty. God, please put something in my heart for you. Just pray. It's a good prayer to pray. You know that. So don't struggle and just don't feel bad or guilty. Just God, me, I don't have any feeling. My, fellow, my ground is so fallow. It's so hard. You know, I think Hosea chapter 10 verse 12 talks about that. Break up your fellow grounds. Seek the Lord until he comes and rain righteousness upon you. So just talk to God. I don't know what God has told you, but talk to him. We have only one or two minutes. Talk to God. Talk to him. Philip, how many minutes do I have left? Talk to God. I want you to talk to God. Talk to him. Christine, can you come? I want us to sing a song. Just talk to God. Say, Father, create a hunger and a thirst in my heart for you. Create a long... Oh, you can... Uh, create a hunger and a thirst in my heart for you. I want us to sing a song. It's called... Uh, what is the song, the title again? Dry bones. Dry bones. You remember the story of Ezekiel? Is it 38 or so? 37. Well, Ezekiel was taken to the valley of dry bones. Everything was right. In fact, there was no hope. And God asked him, can these bones live again? And he said, God, me, I don't know. You know. Now, why would God, Bishop, put a hunger in our hearts for revival? It means he wants to do it. Other than God will not even put that desire in our hearts. And I said, God, you know. And then he said, prophesy, prophesy. And then when he prophesied, what? We all know that what? A mighty army arose. Amen.
And I want us to sing this song. Do you have the lyrics? It's a, it's a simple song. If not, you will learn it here. Hallelujah. And make it a cry in your heart that God will visit you. God will visit me. Hallelujah. Let's go. Keep your volume. We can't hear him. Just focus on the Lord. Focus on the Lord. Just focus on the Lord. Just focus on the Lord. Just focus on the Lord. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, do a new way in us. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. When you are free, just go here to sing. Yes, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Father, we appreciate you. Father, we honor you. Through the eyes of men, it seems there's so much we have lost. As we look down the road where all the prodigals have walked, one by one the enemies whisper lies, then let them off as slaves. you are God, yours is the victory, and we know there is more to come than we may not yet see, and with the faith you've given us, we'll step into the valley unafraid, yeah. As we call out to dry bones, come alive, come alive. We call out to dead hearts, come alive, come alive. A pan of the ashes, let us see another rise. We call out to dry bones, come alive. God of heaven. 